This is Daniel Gallardo, and you're listening to the Tenkara Cast, a podcast about the simple Japanese method of fly fishing, Tenkara. In the Tenkara Cast, we'll be sharing information on techniques, history, philosophy, and Tenkara stories from anglers all over the world. This podcast is brought to you by Tenkara Yosei, introducing Tenkara outside of Japan since 2009. It's only possible we create content such as this podcast and videos because of your support. So we thank you so very much for purchasing Tenkara Yosei rods, lines, and flies. I hope you enjoy learning more about the simple method of fly fishing. Hey everyone, thanks for joining me again on another episode of the Tenkara Cast.、Uh, today I'm going to keep it a little bit short, but I did want to get to something that has been on my list on、um, potential episodes that I've wanted to do for quite some time and I haven't gotten to it for whatever reason before.、Uh, but today I opened up our、uh, blog page and there was a comment from somebody asking me about、um, if I was ever, what my take was on. Very tight and very tiny、uh, tenkara rods, micro tenkara rods, essentially sub eight foot. If I was ever going to develop one,、uh, and I'm assuming, of course, that the question was based on perhaps that person's interest in fishing very tight streams. So today I'm going to be talking a little bit about what my take is on very short tenkara rods, as well as tactics and techniques for fishing、uh, some of the tightest、uh, of streams that you'll find. And where you can take Tenkara without a problem if you know a few things that you can do with your Tenkara rod. So, in terms of fishing very small streams, first of all, let's define small streams because、uh, years ago I stopped using the term small streams for describing the ideal waters for Tenkara because the term small streams brings up what is a small stream, first of all.、Uh, so, it can be, you know, small, narrow. Meadow streams that are very open.、Uh, it can be、uh, me- you know, what I consider medium sized streams, like 25 to 40 feet wide,、uh, that perhaps have a little bit of trees around.、Uh, some people might consider some rivers <laughs> to be small streams because they might be used to、uh, spending time in very large, you know, hundreds of foot wide kind of rivers. And when they go to some place that is 50 foot wide, They might consider that a smaller stream. So, the episode today is going to focus on the smaller streams that have more canopy overhead, more dense vegetation around and over、uh, the angler. Because those are the kinds of streams where it can get a little bit more challenging to fish if we. Talk about fishing small streams, and by small streams, we mean like a meadowy stream with no cover, you know, covering the water. Those are pretty easy to fish. You just kind of you have the long rod, and you're mostly facing upstream. Even if the stream is three feet wide, you can fish those without a problem. And I don't, I don't think I have to talk too much about that.、Um, but the ones that are a little bit more challenging, and I bring up the question of shorter rods are going to be the tight. Streams that have more coverage and that kind of thing. So, I just came back from a show also in、uh, Georgia. And, you know, so the timing is good because the question was on our, on our blog.、Uh, but this entire weekend, I was talking to people about fishing very, very tight streams. You know, most of the people that came to the show,、uh, even though the show was in Atlanta, most of the people that we talked to seemed to fish the very tight streams in North Georgia,、uh, maybe in South Carolina and Tennessee. And they go into these 
Southern Appalachian tra uh, trails and streams. And those I understand there, you know, I fished a little bit, not in, not in Georgia so far, but um, in Tennessee and North and South Carolina a little bit. And I have encountered some real, real tight streams. Um, and, you know, and the same can be said pretty much on any of the streams um, in lusher part of the country, parts of the country. Um, usually I think of the Appalachian Mountains, uh, you know, from south to north, they tend to have a lot more of the deciduous trees, a lot more uh, vegetation that covers the, uh, the top of the stream. And then also like in the Pacific Northwest, there's some areas uh, that might have some of that as well. Um, so the entire weekend I had constantly to answer the questions about, you know, about the rod lengths. And, um, and I understand it because, you know, it's easy to be very skeptical about us suggesting that you can use a, you know, long 11, 12 foot rod in a smaller stream. Uh, so people kind of usually was a little bit skeptical, a little bit suspicious when I told them that, yeah, you can fish the uh, tight streams that you have in North Georgia with some of our longer rods. Um, but let's talk a little bit about rod lengths, and then I'm going to talk about tactics and techniques that I use for fishing small streams. So on average, a tankata rod is about 12 feet long, as we all know. Um, and in my opinion, there's really no need to go with a much shorter rod than like our shortest rod that I've developed is uh, eight feet, 10 inches, the shortest length. I, uh, even with that, I have a hard time recommending anything that would be fished solely under 10 feet. Uh, so the rod that I developed for fishing tighter streams is the Roto. I call that the Roto for Rhododendron, you know, which is usually abundant in some of those very tight streams. It, they, uh, the Rhododendron tends to swallow a lot of flies. And in order to um, be able to work, we, you know, in streams that have a lot of rhododendron and a lot of coverage over stream, overhead, I did see a need to develop a rod that was shorter than uh, the 11-foot rod that we used to have, the Iwana 11-foot. But at the same time, I really did not believe somebody was going to be constantly using a rod under, um, you know, about 10 feet or so. And I wanted to give anglers a rod that could be fished well when the waters opened up as well as when the water got really, really tight and very dense, you know, when the streams got very dense. So I had this concept in my mind of making a adjustable rod that would give anglers that are fishing the tightest waters the short rod, the sub-nine-foot rod that they wanted, uh, while retaining the longer lens that I think is beneficial a lot of times for fishing smaller streams. So the roto can be fished 8 feet 10 inches, 9 foot 9, 10 foot 6 inches. I consider anything sub 9 foot very, very short already. And you see why in a second when I talk about things that you can do when you're fishing tighter waters. Um, but with Tankata, I should mention, you know, first of all, because there's no running line, uh, we have a fixed length of line at the tip of the rod, and we have a lot of really good control over the line. Um, so we have to kind of ignore, you know, if we come from a western fly fishing background, we have to kind of ignore how we did western fly fishing in tight streams a little bit because it's a little different. Uh, instead of like 
pulling an extra couple of feet of line here and there in order to reach a certain area. Uh, with a Tenkata rod, we do want to use a longer rod, uh, and then we can kind of vary the length of line, but we have this fixed length of line. And the big advantage that having the fixed length of line ties to the tip of the rod gives us is that we know exactly where, you know, where we can cast, how much room we really, really need uh, to get our line out. The other thing, too, is that, you know, we're not stripping an extra foot of line here and there, which all of a sudden, you, let's say you had 10 foot of line out, and you strip an extra two feet, and then the next cast, you know, your first few casts worked okay, and the next cast you decide to strip an extra two feet of line from your reel, and all of a sudden you're caught on the trees behind you. Uh, but with Tenkara, we have this fixed length of line. We can get used to how much line we have pretty easily. Um, and then the other thing, too, you know, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, having that control uh, over the uh, line because we have more rod than line, essentially. And lastly, the way that we cast with the Tenkara rod usually is a little different. And I'll talk about casting tactics as well. Uh, but most of our casting with the Tenkara rod is going to be very short strokes. We're not moving to 10 o'clock, 2 o'clock. Uh, we're stopping the rod much sooner. Uh, instead of making this wide arc with a rod tip, we're just making moving the rod just a few degrees, you know, angle in front of us. Um, so that's a little bit about the equipment that, you know, we currently use and a few things in terms of what I think are neglect the need to make even shorter rods. Now the question that was posed, you know, is if we are going to develop um, even shorter rods. And my, my answer was pretty quick. It's on our blog right now on, under the uh, questions and answers post, which is pinned to the very top of our blog page, uh, tinkariosea.com forward slash blog. Um, and so you can see the, the question there, and my answer is much shorter than what I'm, I'm saying here. But essentially, the, the reason that I'm not interested in developing a rod that's going to be shorter than the current 8-foot, 10-inch rod is because... When we have a longer tin cutter rod, we have a few options. We have a lot of options actually in front of us um, that allow us to get into the tighter spots uh, when we need to, but continue being, you know, have, have, uh, being an effective rod when the waters get a little bit wider. So, for example, first of all, there's no real telling you where to hold a tin cutter rod, which means that you can hold the rod high up on the handle. You can hold the rod on the blank at the end of the first segment of the rod, or even a little bit higher. So instantly, whenever you need a shorter rod, you just have to choke up on the grip, just hold it up higher. So with the Roto, for example, the rod is 8 feet 10 inches. Uh, if you hold the rod at the end of the first segment, which you know is roughly almost 2 feet long, um, you're going to be effectively fishing the rod at around 7 feet long. So all of a sudden with one rod, not only do you have the three lengths that we designed the rod to be fished at, but you also have a fourth length, which is seven feet long, and that to me is an incredibly short rod. Uh, even when I fished the very tight streams, both in the Appalachian Mountains, but also in Japan too, I fished some very tight waters there, or in the high country here in Colorado. Um, over the last eight years, um, actually almost nine years of fishing with the Tenkata rod, I've done that, you know, maybe a couple of dozen times where I choke up the grip, 
hold it up higher. Uh, it's not even something that I use all that often, but it's a really good option. Um, and so all of a sudden you can think about the rod. If we, if you have a 12 foot long rod, you hold it up on the end of the first segment, that's a 10 foot rod. So it's much shorter. Um, but of course, then there is the, you know, like, okay, what if the water gets even tighter? I'm talking about these tiny little tunnels, you know, that I fish in Pennsylvania or whatever, whatever place you're uh, fishing. But here's one thing that you can do, and I've probably only done this about maybe five or six times in the, the eight years of fishing, including a lot of very tight waters. Beyond holding the rod at the end of the first segment, which shortens the rod by almost two feet, you also do have the option to shorten the first segment into your rod. And, you know, usually I do recommend if you're targeting large fish, uh, that if you do do that, um, if you hook a fish, try to extend the rod fully so you have the full strength of the rod. Um, but, you know, typically when you're fishing these tightest streams that do require that kind of tactic, um, then you're probably going to be fishing smaller fish. And even if you catch a larger fish, you'll, the rod you should be okay. But in any case, so now you know, you're holding the rod above the first segment, essentially, and you choke up one segment. Your rod is getting close to four feet shorter than its design length. So the roto, which is the shortest rod, again, 8 feet 10 inches, uh, choke up on the grip. You have a rod that is roughly 7 feet long. Put a segment inside you're looking at a five foot rod i mean that's really really short right there so you know instead of trying to make these rods that are like you know super super specialized and all of a sudden have no versatility why not just look at a rod that you already have and learn how to use that in a variety of different conditions to me i always say something that um that i try to repeat over and over which is Versatility breeds simplicity. Uh, if you have something that's very, very specialized, um, you only use that in a very small range of conditions, and then you have to carry more gear, and you end up with two rods or three rods when you're going to go fishing. Uh, but if you have a very versatile rod, uh, something that's going to give you the ideal length of a 10-cutter rod, um, and you learn how to use it, the versatility is going to give you a new level of simplicity. So instead of carrying a rod for the tightest streams and then one for when he opens it up, you have, you know, we have the option of a rod that is adjustable and then a few different techniques that you can apply, uh, you know, to the rod so that you can fish it even shorter. So in some, I don't think I'm really ever going to develop a uh, rod that is shorter than a rod at the shortest length. Um, I just don't think it's the right thing to do personally <laughs> uh, there's been a lot of arguments in the Tenkata community about you know making even shorter rods and the benefits and you know what not but I've kind of arrived at this place where I've fished so many tight waters and have not seen a need for even shorter rods than this now so that's about how to use the rod now let me talk a little bit about casting techniques and a few things to keep in mind as well so when you do get to tighter waters, um, keep in mind that, you know, first of all, you know, I'm assuming that you kind of already know a little bit of the basics of casting with a 10 cutter rod. And, you know, you're moving the rod typically to 12 o'clock on your back cast and forward on your forward cast. Um, 
keep in mind that you can shorten that stroke instead of going to you know the 10 o'clock in front of you essentially to 12 o'clock you can kind of do your cast more like in front of you so you can go to you know let's say starting nine o'clock or ten o'clock in front of you kind of at an angle and you barely move the rod up like just a few inches on your handle like three inches and stop it at around 11 o'clock almost in front of you and the line is not going to go quite as high up um, and you also do that very quickly so you know if you let the line kind of stretch above you you might get caught on trees but if you move it very quickly uh, then you can um, have less line flying in the air and getting caught on things. The other thing too that I do like to mention is when you when I'm fishing very tight streams, uh, one of the things that I really like to do is to pair a any of the tenkata rods really with a line that is shorter than the rod. Uh, so this is a tactic that I haven't talked that much or a rig that I haven't talked a whole lot in the past, but I have uh, written a little bit about it and. You know, when I'm talking about using a line that is shorter than a rod, what I mean is essentially ending with your line pretty much right on top of your handle. Um, you know, so let's say I'm using a 12-foot rod. I might have about, let's say, 9 feet of line roughly and then 3 feet of tippet. You know, in those cases, I don't need as much tippet uh, because I'm not putting any line in the water and that kind of thing. Um, and then the fly is going to be pretty much right end again the handle of the rod or it can go even a little bit shorter so try that combination if you're fishing very very tight streams uh, try a line that is shorter than the rod even by a couple of feet because what that allows you to do is almost not cast I mean that's where the dapping technique can kind of come in really handy uh, instead of having to move the line much you can just kind of lower it at a fairly good distance so sometimes, actually, uh, when I'm fishing near Boulder here, um, I'm very often carrying my 13-foot long rod, the Ito, which can be also fished at 14 feet 7 inches. And when I do get up to the higher country above Boulder, I might just tie a line that is roughly, I'm thinking like 9 feet long plus 3 feet of tippet. Um, and then the line, the fly is going to end above the handle a little bit, and I can lower my fly very effectively where I want to and that kind of thing. It doesn't work quite as well to use a very long rod, you know, when you have super tight canopy um, because, um, you know, then you, when you catch a fish, you have to just be very, very careful not to get the tip of the rod up. But at the same time, you can always use those tactics that I mentioned earlier of holding the rod above the handle, maybe collapsing a segment to bring the fish in and so forth. So that's another thing to keep in mind. Um, let me talk a little bit more about casting. Um, keep in mind that like when I usually talk about casting, we talk about an overhead cast, you know, which is the going up straight in front of you, stopping roughly at 12 o'clock and then going forward. Um, keep in mind, you can keep the tip of the rod pretty much in any kind of angle uh, to get the bass cast. So if there's a fair amount of coverage overhead and you don't want to toss your line above you and that kind of thing, you can always do sidearm casting, you know, keep the line above the water. So you kind of cast the line, making the fly go downstream first. And then you're essentially a forecast is shooting the, the fly upstream into your target. So that can be very effective. And, you know, you know, it makes it so you don't need almost any clearance to cast because you're not making the line move. You just have to be aware of the length of the rod in those cases. Um, 
or look for openings you know if it, there's an opening over the shoulder or the other you can cast into those as well uh, and again making a stroke of the cast very short and also a very quick cast and lastly uh, the other kind of casting technique that you can use and I hardly ever use this to be honest but I've done it maybe a dozen times uh, in the last few years uh, is the bow and arrow cast where you're going to be grabbing the line and you want to grab your main tenkata line as opposed to the tippet or the fly because then uh, those if you grab the fly or the tippet you might get snagged on your finger so you're going to grab the tenkata line pull it so that the tip of the rod you know pull it towards you so that the tip of the rod is going to be bending aim the rod by essentially aiming your handle at your target and then release it like a slingshot so it's called a slingshot cast or the bow and arrow cast uh, Joe Humphreys, yeah, who fishes a lot up in the very tight streams, he really popularized that technique. There's uh, some great videos of him doing that little technique as well. Um, and I think he works great with a tenkata rod when the situation calls for it. Um, I don't use it a whole lot, but I, it does come in handy once in a while. So when I'm talking about casting, of course, I'm assuming that we have just enough room to at least move the rod. Um, above, you know, so like I just need about, you know, 12 foot of space above my head to bring a tenkata rod that is 12 feet long when I do catch a fish. Uh, or I can just angle the rod where there are the openings and that kind of thing. Um, that doesn't, of course, address the issue of, okay, what if I don't have 12 feet? Well, it's like, you know, if you have 8 foot 10 inches, you can use the roto in a full extension and you know, there are some sections of very, very tight streams that there might not be quite nine foot of clearance above my head. Um, but as in a stream as a whole, that's kind of rare. Usually there might be a little section here and there, even the waters that I fish really close to my home here, uh, which tend to be a little bit more open. There are going to be sections where there's just no clearance overhead. And usually what I do is I position myself upstream or downstream so that I do have the clearance to bring a fish in. But again, just going back to what I mentioned earlier, uh, if you don't have the knife foot uh, clearance, just kind of hold the rod above the handle, uh, choke up one segment if you need to. And the other thing too, get on your knees. You know, if, uh, if you're standing tall, um, and I'm assuming if you're fishing those tightest waters, you're gonna know this, but if you're standing tall, you're gonna need more clearance. Uh, but if you just get down very low, you don't need quite as much clearance to bring a fish in. A couple of times I have been kind of caught, perhaps a little bit unaware, um, in a stream section that got a little tighter and maybe I had a longer rod. And all of a sudden, I, you know, I'm focused on the fishing. I'm focused on the fish that I want to catch. And I forget uh, to look up and see, okay, what's going to happen if I do catch a fish? So I make these very difficult presentations, very difficult casts. Um, and all of a sudden I start angling the rod back and it's like, oh, shoot, I'm going to touch the tip of my rod onto those branches. Uh, so very quickly what I've done in those cases is put my grip up, perhaps get lower on my knee, uh, and perhaps even choke up one segment as if I was, you know, as, as I mentioned earlier, as I'm playing the fish. And then the only difference is that I'm going to have to grab the line and hand line the fish in a little bit more. But in any case, I mean, the I suspect I might talk about shorter rods again at you know, some point in the future but these are the tactics that you can keep in mind when you're fishing very tight streams very tight waters um, 
choke up on the grip, put a segment in, be aware of the trees around you, get down on your, you know, on your knees to, uh, to fish, and have a shorter line than your rod length. And all of those things pretty much make it so that you can fish anywhere you want, pretty much with any of the rods. Um, you know, and in terms of like emission as well, versatility breeds simplicity. I always like to mention, get the longest rod that you can for the streams that you're going to be fishing the most. So if most of the waters you're going to be fishing are open, get a 12-foot long rod. And then when you do decide that you want to fish some tighter waters around you, use those techniques that I mentioned. If you're fishing very, very tight waters, um, get the roto, 8 foot 10 inches. You can fish it as short as eight, uh, 5 feet uh, with what I mentioned. So... Yeah, I'm not going to make a shorter rod anytime soon uh, that I can think of. Um, and hopefully those tips will help you next time you go fishing. If you have any real concerns, like if you have run into situations where you really didn't think you could even use the roto, um, you know, perhaps you didn't use one of the techniques that I mentioned, but perhaps you tried those. But if you do have any questions or any situations that you've run into that these things don't work i'd really love to hear it if you go to tenkariosa.com forward slash podcast and you look up this episode you know small streams tight waters um leave me a comment in there or contact us on facebook uh, or whatever other way i'd love to hear if you have certain sources of frustration when fishing the tightest waters um and perhaps you have some tips on your own as well that you'd like to share with the audience, and you can leave those as well. But that's it for my episode today. Just uh, some thoughts about fishing tight waters uh, as I'm thinking about the, those of you in the tightest of streams in the country. All right, thanks so much for listening to another episode of Tenkara Cast. Uh, go to our website, tenkariosa.com forward slash podcast for more information. Uh, and uh, leave us a comment, and I'll see you next time on the next episode of the Tenkara Cast. Thanks. at takenobumusic.com I'll put a link on our website this is a song called Fishing I think very appropriate it's a song that made me learn about his work and totally fell in love with his music ever since uh, thank him for letting us share his music here on the podcast take a look he's got four beautiful albums on his website so enjoy the rest of the song and uh, listen to it on your uh, next drive when you go fishing <laughs>